night at 10. It's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Wait a minute. Women are responsible so, for two-thirds of the work done worldwide? What, what, what are they trying to say? That we suck and women are great. I agree. We suck and women are great? Yeah, I'm going with them today. Uh, so anybody, if you happen to have a woman in your life, tell her thank you, I guess. I, I guess that's what International Women's Day is for, to appreciate women. Look don't, around. Try to find a woman. Don't appreciate them too much. that's called harassment mike (laughs) uh it is 607 29 degrees in downtown boise enjoy the uh, decent weather that we have right now because apparently we have another atmospheric river headed our way beginning later tonight and into tomorrow atmospheric river that could be bringing up to a foot of snow to the mountain areas of idaho once again this week uh through saturday i guess mccall is expecting Nine to ten inches in the city of McCall. Holy cow! From Thursday to uh, Saturday. Yes, it's it's March, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Do you ever go up to McCall this time of year? Um, sometimes I, I'm not I'm not a skier, so um, I'm trying to remember. We've gone up during the uh, McCall Winter Carnival before, but usually not in February and March. Mm. Um, we we haven't been up there, and we haven't been up there yet this year. Like to, but. Just been too busy. Cancun? McCall. Yeah. Mike's <laughs> a warm weather guy. Um, we'll talk a little bit more. More information is coming out uh, about the kidnapping that happened in Mexico. Um, We're well, kidnapping and murder. We, since we were on the air yesterday, uh, apparently the cartels are claiming this is mistaken identity, which is scary in itself. Does that mean that they were planning on kidnapping and killing four other Americans? I don't know what that means. Or are they saying it was mistaken identity because it wasn't them? No. They, 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 they did, did it. Yeah, they, they, the cartels were the ones who did it. So basically they're saying, hey, we killed the wrong people. Our bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they've caught one of the cartel members who were guarding the two people who were still alive, and the two people apparently were killed long before the uh, other two were found. Um, we'll talk more about that, but I mean, that's just scary in itself right there. The other thing is, and it's horrific. I get it. I understand. You know, this is headline making news that four Americans traveling into Mexico kidnapped, two of them killed by the cartel. Yeah. But this is an area of Mexico that the United States Department has, has said don't travel to. As a matter of fact, it has the th- same threat level. For travel, as Iran, Iraq, and Afghanistan, the State Department updates those things like you know two or three times a day, in fact, and and will always tell Americans whether it's safe to go, you know, where you're planning to go or not. So it's always good to check before you leave the mm-hmm. country. And and there are different levels of threats in different areas. I mean, there are areas that you know they say, hey, just be aware of your surroundings. Don't go out at night, for instance. I think like the lowest level is like, <clears throat> hey, it's a seedy part of Canada. 
yeah, maybe maybe something like Cancun is one of those areas. But even even on uh, Cabo, I noticed yesterday and looking at some of the threat levels, Cabo um, through that peninsula down there. Uh, mm-hmm. What's the uh, Port of Vallarta? Um, those are even heightened threat levels because of cartel operating in those areas, and those are very popular for United States tourists, American tourists to travel to. Uh, the, the the reason I brought I bring up the threat level and where these people, you know, just south of Brownsville, Texas, they were two hours into the country. Yeah. We know now that they were going um, for cosmetic surgery to that area, which a lot of Americans apparently do um, because it's a huge center for cancer treatments, a huge center for cosmetic dental treatments, and a mm-hmm. lot, and it's much cheaper to do that in Mexico than it is in the United States. So a lot of Americans travel through there. However, would you pick up, no matter how expensive it is, grab your passport and go to Afghanistan, Iraq, or Iran right now and go, yeah, but I can get my uh, all my dent- dentures redone for $200 as opposed to $4,000? You probably wouldn't, right? Yeah, that doesn't seem like uh, it would be a good idea. And this is the same threat level that this area of, of Mexico had. So... Some of the re- responsibility does fall a little bit on these on these people that traveled there. Um, it still doesn't make it less less heinous. Right. Um, it's headline making news. You also need to sit there. I, I I looked at crime in Chicago over the weekend. Twenty three people were killed in Chicago. Damn, that's a lot. That's a lot. Just over the last the last three day weekend. It, does that make there are areas of Chicago probably that you won't don't want to travel to? Well, either, you're not going to hear about it from the State Department because no, that's not because it's area. the United States. But, but you, have, you may be able to hear it from like the Chicago police. They you, might tell you, "Hey, don't go to that." You know. Area. Yeah. My point is, you have a lot of people in the United States congressmen going. We need to do something about this. We need to send the military in, which is you know causing problems because you're invading another country. You're not attacking the uh, government of another country, but you're still invading another country's sovereign soil, right? If you go in and and do something there, I, I, I bring think, that I up. Think that's how they would look at it. Yeah, yeah. I, I bring that up now. If Mexico, I get it. Also, and we'll talk more about this. I get it that you know Mexico probably isn't going to ask for our help, but if Mexico say the government said we need your help, we can't deal with this. We have problems because of this, this, and this. Can you come in? You know, okay. But you can't just unilaterally go in and invade a country and take out the cartels because. It, it's probably not going to work. And I base that on, you know, the fact that what happened in Afghanistan and Osama bin Laden, it's like we wanted to take out the Taliban yeah. with military force and kill Osama bin Laden. How did how long did that have, take? And is the, is the Taliban gone? Uh, no. No. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't be the first time the United States went into another territory, although with their permission and right. wiped out cartels. I mean, South America was ripe with cocaine in the 80s and the united states was all over that well it was covert if you will remember <laughs> it wasn't mm. it wasn't supposed to come. i mean it's out, it's out now yeah none of us knew the united movies. states was yeah. involved yeah, yeah none of us knew that <laughs> really covert. Well, all somebody did uh yeah so, somebody somebody did um <laughs> we, we'll talk, it, we'll, it, they were engaging what i call creative fundraising back in those days yeah We'll talk more about that. Uh, our phone lines are open, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to get through, as usual, you can email us, chris at kboi.com. Mike at kboi.com. Rick has our first check on what's going on with sports this morning. It's brought to you by our good buddy uh, at 
Pork Belly Chef Wally there making his deliciousness. Pork Belly has got some great food, and they are revamping their entire menu. He's probably going to be done in another uh, couple of weeks. Uh, all new, a bunch of new stuff coming to the menu. Wait till you hear some of the things that he has in store. Chef Wally is just, he's like a kid in a candy store. Right I want to pass out just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do we got in sports this morning, Rick? Let's talk NFL first. Look, there's a ton of basketball. It's all kind of coming up here, so let's just get the NFL stuff out of the way right now. The franchise tag is a big deal this week in particular because teams had through yesterday at 4 p.m. to add their franchise tag, and some big names are on that list, including Lamar Jackson. The Ravens could not come to terms on a contract with Lamar Jackson, who, by the way, is representing himself in that deal, probably because he doesn't want to give away 10% or more of his contract to somebody else. It's not playing, right? So... They've been trying to get a deal hammered out. He was looking for something similar to what was given to Deshaun Watson. Um, so instead, they franchise tag him. Jackson will get $32 million this season. That's less expensive than the exclusive offer that they were projecting, which was around $45 million that he would get instead through contract. So... He is a Baltimore Raven, but there's also an option that because they can't come to terms, and they probably won't come to terms next year either if that's the case, do you franchise tag him now and then try to trade him? So there's discussion on whether or not he's going to be with Baltimore, and if he is, for how long, and what could they get in return if they decided to trade him. Also on the franchise tag, Saquon Barkley Evan Ingram with the Jags now. Josh Jacobs with the Raiders. Deron Payne, that big defensive tackle for the Commanders. And the Cowboys put their tag on Tony Pollard. By the way, the running back franchise tag for those guys, about $10.2 million wow. for the season. So that's not bad money either. By, by the way, the reason uh, Saquon Barkley got to be tagged, did you see what uh, the uh, QB for New York signed for yesterday? No. Just, just before the close of... Uh, the time they could sign Daniel, Daniel, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones signed four years, a hundred and sixty million dollars. Is Daniel Jones worth forty million a year? No, and he got a hundred. I'm just like, wow. Okay. And here's the next question: How much is Aaron Rodgers worth to the Green Bay Packers? Because against the cap, it's like fifty-four million dollars is what he'll count against well, the cap this year. If- if Daniel Jones gets $40 million, Aaron Rodgers is, is probably worth $60 million. <laughs> Maybe, but there's no way the Green Bay Packers could pay that. No. Either he has to restructure his deal or they have to move him. No idea how they're going to work that out yet. KBOI Newstime, 617. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Coming up here in about 35 minutes, Yvonne St. Cyr, one of uh, three individuals from Idaho who were at uh, the January 6th insurrection at the Capitol, one of three to be charged. She's not one of three from Idaho. There were more from Idaho that were there. One of three Idahoans who were charged with the insurrection because she was inside the state capital. Her trial began national, on Monday. National capital, actually. National capital. Yeah, um, her trial began Monday. They had uh, voir dire and jury selection Monday and Tuesday. They have chosen their jury. 
The jury is in place, and the prosecution began uh, to give their case yesterday in court. Yvonne St. Cyr will be with us coming up this morning. She's due in court by 9.30 this morning, but uh, she has agreed to head into court early because apparently it takes a really long time because there's a lot of people that want to get in for this uh, media and whatnot, and they all have to pass through mm. metal detectors and background chats, et cetera, to get through. So it takes her a while to get through, but she's agreed to go in early so that she can take some time with us coming up just after 7 o'clock this morning. Um, we're expected to talk with her about the case, what's gone on so far, what she thinks about the jury selection, what she thinks about um, Tucker Carlson's release of video, which, by the way, he is being roundly attacked by Democrats especially, and even some Republicans have jumped in and uh, don't yeah, that like was the, the fact. That, that was the thing I noticed last night is a bunch of Republicans uh, uh, criticized him. Yeah. Um, so uh, interesting on that level. We'll get her thoughts on what she thinks about some of the stuff being uh, released um, on the Tucker Carlson show once again this morning, but that's coming up here uh, about 35 minutes from right now, so stick around just after 7 o'clock. Uh, also on the way for you this morning, Big Sky Men's Basketball Tournament tickets. Tonight's the final at Idaho Central Arena tonight. Great games last night, by the way. Northern Arizona will take on Montana State, who Montana State uh, won in double overtime wow. against Weber State on a last-second dunk, alley-oop dunk. Uh, that was a great game. So Northern Arizona, Montana State tonight. You want to win tickets? We've got a four-pack of tickets coming up this morning. Be ready to call at 208-336-3700 or pound 670 on your Verizon wireless to win. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KDOI. 6.34, he's Chris Walton, I'm Mike Casper. Thanks for listening in. Remember, uh, just beyond listening in, you can always take part in the show by calling us up. You can also email Mike at KBY.com, Chris at KBY.com. You can also text us if you wish. Those phone numbers, uh, by the way, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon phone. Toll-free 1-800-529-5264 will come in handy this morning. Uh, we have the uh, tickets for tonight's game. The finales, the championship of the Big Sky will be going on at Idaho Central Arena uh, tonight. And you have a chance to go see Northern Arizona versus Montana State. One of those two teams will be in the NCAA tournament um, hopefully the game will be just as good as both games were last night for the teams to get in, but you can be there live. We have a four-pack of tickets. Keep in mind, you will have to pick up your tickets here at our studio by 5 o'clock this afternoon, close of business. So they are hard tickets. They're not digital tickets. You'll pick them up here at the studio. We also have $50 gift certificate to give away uh, Biscuit and Hogs for our Casper and Chris. Damn your impossible question. By the way, Biscuit and Hogs, if you don't win sometime this week, Biscuit and Hogs is our sweet deal. Oh, yeah. You get half price. Second fastest sellout of any sweet deal that we have ever done in history comes from Biscuit and Hogs. Under two minutes. You want to win? Listen today. You want to get the, uh, even if you do win, you can get another one coming up Friday morning. But you'll have to be there at 9 o'clock at KBOI.com. Be ready to click on that sweet deal link. Get the $50 gift certificate once again. Uh, and it's only $25. You can use it at any of their locations. Yes, I said locations. They have one right now, but they're soon going to be opening up a location in Caldwell in the Indian Creek Plaza, a second Meridian location, and this weekend they open up for the first time outside of Idaho in Ogden, Utah. So if you want those, stick around. A uh, chance to win this morning and a chance to purchase one coming up Friday morning is our sweet deal here on News Talk KBOI. Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 
641. How crazy is this? <laughs> um, war has changed so much uh, with everything that we've watched going on in uh, the Russia-Ukraine war. It's an extraordinary bloody war. Ukraine's military is focused on one task, removing Russian soldiers from the battlefield. But uh, faced with a foe whose ranks are known to be riddled with unwilling fighters, Ukrainian military strategi- strategists realize that there might be more than one means to an end, <laughs> rather like, than just killing them like, or taking them prisoner. Like propaganda? No. Oh. They uh, now have a phone line or a website called I Want to Live. That's where this was born, aimed at providing invading forces a step-by-step way to surrender and abandon their ranks. Ukrainians have spread the word about the program's website intended as a portal for the surrender curious or, or, or their loved ones. <laughs> the surrender curious. It has attracted already more than 13.3 million visits. 7.6 million of those from Russian military people in Ukraine territory. They could have a second one called, I didn't sign up for this. Russian soldier placed a hasty phone call to Ukrainian military hotline recently and said, they said, you can help me surrender voluntarily. Is that right? Asked the serviceman. Um, Ukrainian soldiers, when Ukrainian soldiers come to me, do I just kneel down or what? You promise not to film me while this is happening? (laughs) (laughs) Influent Russian, the hotline operator calmly assured the uh, Russian military official that he'd be given detailed instructions on how to safely lay down his weapon and turn himself in to Ukrainian forces. Wow. He said, when you get to the front line, just call us right away and we'll take care of the rest. See, that seems like the sort of thing that would be on a propaganda (laughs) pamphlet. You know, you can't win, surrender, <laughs> stuff like that. But no, it's like, hey, it's it's actually in practice. It's it's it's, uh, it's your helpful hotline, uh, the I Want to Live Outreach Hotline, <laughs> starring Susan Hayward. Uh, could you imagine that in World War II? I'm not going to fight. I'm calling the hotline as soon as we get in country. I'm calling that hotline and I'm surrendering. I wonder how many guys would have called. My guess is it's more now, probably. Well, and especially because we've seen so many people, you know, so many Russian people, especially the military and their families, who don't believe in this war. Yeah. It, they they don't believe in the war quietly because if you say it publicly, you're probably going to the well, gulag. U- Ukrainians believe in it because they got attacked in the same way that Americans started believing in World War II mm-hmm. as soon as, as, soon as, uh, we were as, soon as in Pearl Harbor. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. It is 644. Time for another check on what's going on with sports this morning. Just want to let you know a couple things. Um, steak and potato soup is a soup of day at Pork Belly in Cuna. Also today, they have officially opened up their coffee drive-up window. All right, This is just for their coffee. Take a, take a listen to some of the things they have. Peppermint Piggy, Miss Piggy's Macchiato, Fireside Mocha, the Irish Piggy, Hog water. These are just some of the different coffees that you can get in the drive-thru. Now, coffee only in the drive-thru, right. not food. It's just a and, coffee and, drive-thru, but you don't have to get out of your car if you're just and, getting coffee. And by the way, those are clever names. The coffees don't actually have pork in them. No. Okay. Although, you know, bacon in a coffee isn't going to be bad, right? Depends on how it's cooked. Uh, well, yeah, it has to be crispy. Get into Pork Belly. Uh, they open up at 7 o'clock. The drive-thru opens up. Same time the restaurant does. Good morning. Three Bronco basketball players were honored by the Mountain West yesterday, earning spots on the all-conference team. With more on that, we check in with Bob Beeler. 
Tyson Degenhart was named to the first team, Max Rice the second, and Marcus Shaver Jr. earned a spot on the third team. In conference play, Degenhart averaged 15 points and shot 59%. Rice scored 16 a game and shot 46% from three. And Shaver is amongst the conference leaders in points, rebounds, assists, and steals per game. San Jose State swept the two major awards after turning in their best Mountain West performance ever with 10-8. and eight. Tim Miles was chosen Coach of the Year and Omari Moore the Player of the Year. The Broncos will open up Mountain West play tomorrow against the winner of today's game between Air Force and UNLV. Bob Beeler, News Talk, KBOI. And just so you know, those games being played in Las Vegas today, Air Force and UNLV, that game will play at 2.30 Mountain Time. Fresno State will also play Colorado State prior to that at noon. And then you'll have Wyoming taking on New Mexico, that game at 5 o'clock this evening. All three of those games will play on the Mountain West Network. You can check that out online. The one game we do know about tomorrow, the Thursday matchup, is San Jose State playing against Nevada. That's at 3.30 Mountain Time. And, of course, we'll know who the Broncos' opponent is and what time that game will play is at 7 o'clock tomorrow night. I'm Rick Worthington. 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 706, good morning. Thanks for uh, listening in this morning. He's Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. And live from uh, Washington, D.C., on the telephone with us this morning, we have Yvonne St. Cyr. Um, Yvonne, first of all, thank you for, uh, I know it's kind of a pain this morning. Uh, you went into uh, the court early just so you could get through the metal detectors and all the checks and everything to uh, allow time to talk to us here on News Talk KBOI. I know your trial starts here in about 24 minutes, uh, but appreciate you doing that early so just so we could talk to you this morning. Well, I appreciate you having me on so I can share my story and share the craziness that is happening in our country right now. Well, let's start off with first, what are the charges um, that you are finding in court? So I have been charged with two felonies and four misdemeanors. I had been misspoking. I thought they were all felonies because no one really had told me. But um, when we started, I realized, oh, it's only two felonies and four misdemeanors. And they are two civil disorder. I think those are the two felonies. Entering and remaining in a restricted building or grounds. Um, disorderly or disruptive conduct in a restricted building or grounds disorderly conduct in a Capitol building and parading, demonstrating, or picketing in a Capitol building. So I want to get this um, straight. Now, you were offered a plea deal, right? And you turned that down to go to court, right? Correct. In the beginning, when I was first arrested, they offered me um, in 2021 um, two misdemeanor charges. And um, they said that most likely I would just get a year probation and no jail time. And I said, I'm not going to admit guilt to something I did not do. So no, thank you. Right. And they came back with these charges. Now, is, is, and then they is, offered uh, me another plea deal, and I said, no, thank you. Is, is your strategy in court to say, I didn't do the things that you say I did, or, uh, you know, I was involved in some things, but they, they either weren't or shouldn't have been a crime? My strategy in court is that I never had an intent to, I got caught up in the moment and I was in places that I shouldn't have been, but there was never an intent to commit a crime. I didn't have any clue what was happening. I literally wasn't, when you get caught in that moment and you're there, I mean, 
if you watch, we watched my interrogation video on Sunday and, and I have literally openly talked to the FBI, didn't contact my lawyer, offered. I mean, that is not somebody that is guilty. And I told my husband, it's funny, two years later, I wouldn't have done that. What I know now in the system and how corrupt it is, I would have never talked to them. I would have kept my mouth shut and not. But I literally talked to them like they were my friends for an hour, telling them anything they wanted to know, because I have absolutely not one thing to hide. I went there because our election was stolen. I know that. I took an oath to support and defend our Constitution. I wanted to be a part of history and make sure that my voice was heard. I went there to watch the certification of the election. I wanted them to send it back like they should have. There was enough. Two, two states, Pennsylvania, and my, my attorney brought that up on the opening arguments. Two states had objected, and that was why they had to go back. And, and those two states were enough that it should have went back to the states to be looked at, but they didn't. They went through with their corruption, and this is a setup, and we are, we are literally pawns in their game to hide what they are doing. And if Americans don't wake up, they're not going to realize we are not going to be free. We are the last stand, because if they can make every single one of us go to prison, then none of you are ever going to stand up. It's like my attorney said on Sunday. Troy asked him, he said, would you risk your license for the truth? And they said, no, I would risk my life for the truth. That is the difference between them and I. All right. Let's get back to the court court case. Um, jury, you had the first two days were voir dire and jury selection. What what was that like? Uh, are you happy with the jury? Uh, absolutely not. It is the most corrupt system. Literally, we watched. I couldn't. I was. I had to laugh. It was so blatantly obvious. They would literally because of the DC and the the you know all these people have been blasted with this over and over and over in their beliefs. So I understand where they're coming from. But he would ask them, do you think you can put your beliefs aside? And most of them, some of them, there were a few that you're like, yeah, but the majority of them said no. I mean, a lot of them were saying these people are treason. If they were on the ground, they committed treason. And he's like, well, I know your beliefs are really strong, but do you think you could set them aside? You know, just look at the evidence and only, and then they're like, well, maybe possibly. And he's like, okay, well, let's, let's talk about that. So you think you possibly could, but are you certain you could, you know, if I just, if, if I give you the law the way it's supposed to be and you look at the evidence, can you just put those really strong beliefs aside that she, that she committed treason and, and give her a fair and impartial and literally they would fold and they would, and then we would move for cause and they, and he would argue it. So what was really crazy is yesterday we had one juror that said basically the same thing about law enforcement. So one of the questions they ask him is, do you believe um, police officers or law enforcement are more honest or less honest just because of their position? And he said less honest. So it was obviously he didn't trust the government or law enforcement and they were ready to dismiss him right away. But my attorney literally stood up and argued and used the exact verbiage, the exact verbiage that the judge did and got him to get to where he would be certain that he could listen and be fair and unbiased. And they still, um, Start strike for cause. So it's did you, did you, so blatantly did, unfair that even my daughter, who is not necessarily believes and thinks the way I, she lives in Virginia and she's influenced by her friends and people here, was appalled. They, her and her friend came yesterday and they just were like, are you kidding me? This is our system. And it's so, so corrupt. And it's So did your, your attorney get anybody on the jury that you guys liked? No, not really. I think there's one guy that I'm hopeful for that keeps taking notes. Is not a mask wearer. There's not. I think there's two people on the entire jury that do not wear masks, and 
um, he's taking notes and he keeps making contact with me and my husband. And it just takes one heart. I just need one heart to lean into the truth. But the way they do the laws and stuff. So my, my, it's going to be intent because mens rea is anyone that commits a crime, their mind has to be guilty of committing that crime. And that is my only hope because nowhere in my, there was never an intent to commit any crime. I love my country. I mean, I was a Marine God country core. Um, this is all about right. truth and freedom for everyone. You mentioned your, your, your daughters that you said that she doesn't necessarily think like you and has been influenced by her friends there in uh, Virginia and the way things are. Who do you believe you were influ- influenced by that actually sent you to Washington that day? God. <laughs> so when 2020 started, I, you know, I kind of went down the rabbit hole. I didn't know there was such a thing as a rabbit hole, but I discovered it. And, um, but then I also learned that um, we're programmed. I mean, I knew that. I, it, it took me a minute to think about it because as a Marine, I was brainwashed. So once I started to think like that, I was like, well, it makes sense. Every information we get comes from another human being. That is programming. We are supercomputers. If you look at our DNA and all that, I won't get into that. But um, so I felt led. I mean, it was I was adamant. I told my husband in December, I'm going to D.C. whether you come or not. I would like for you to come. But if you don't want to take the time off, I'm going to D.C. because I knew I knew I was supposed to be here. I knew I had a purpose. I believe we all have a purpose, and I believe my purpose is to share truth in this world and to so, bring a different perspective. Let me let me just concentrate on that. You deserve you you believe that you are in this place for a reason, correct? Correct. Okay. What happens if you are found guilty? Do you think that that also is a, you know it happens for a reason? Yes, I believe that I've, I've prayed about it and I'm not naive to think that I'm, I know I'm fighting an uphill battle and I know, but I also know that I have, I have God on my side. I know there's something more powerful in this world that is happening than we can explain, but I also know that God will put me wherever I need to be. And if I need to be a light in a dark place in a prison and share some truth there, then I will go there with my head held high and do what I need to, to bring truth. I want to make sure that my grandkids have a free and fair country to raise their families in, and I will fight until my last breath for freedom. It is our God-given right. We are sovereign beings given by God, not by man, and it's time Got we it. take it back. Got it. On that on that day two years ago, thinking back, is there anything that if the whole thing uh, happened again that you would do differently? <sighs> the human in me? Yes, would do it very differently. But the person in me that knows that I'm here for purpose wouldn't because I was led by God. I have to trust. I have to trust in a power that is so much greater than me. I have to. I just, I feel it to my very core. I can't explain it. It's that peace beyond all understanding. 14 years in the church, I spent all that time with you, and I never understood that peace beyond all understanding until I got to D.C. and I had to be here and listen to this. And I know where this continues. I know we're just about up on time. I just want to ask you one real quick question. How long uh, do you, does your attorney say that this case is going to probably last? It goes till Friday, and they said that it is unwinnable. So your attorneys so have win. told you that it's unwinnable? Undefendable. Yes, they have. Wow. Well, um, Yvonne, I want to take uh, thank you. Go ahead. If any, I, I hate to ask this because I haven't really asked, but we could use help financially. We have a gift send go, and I haven't really been... Um, asking because I didn't want to. I wasn't sure, but if anyone can help, I would appreciate any extra help just to get home. We, It's expensive here, and this has been a lot out of our pocket to get us here and all this hotels and everything else. 
Yvonne so. Saints here. Thank you for taking some time. I know you got to get to court here in a few minutes. Uh, thank you for taking time thank talking you. with us this morning. Um, and I, I'll just say, I, I hope your attorneys are wrong and uh, that you uh, do win the case. And uh, wish you good luck this week. Thank you for sharing the truth. I appreciate it. I'm for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. 723, Jeremiah Bates with us once again this morning. Uh, Dow yesterday fell 575 points. NASDAQ was down 145 Um across the board we've been doing so well for the last week and uh, this wasn't on any numbers or anything like that it's because uh, somebody opened their mouth yesterday federal reserve chairman jerome powell cautioned that interest rates are likely to head higher than central bank policymakers had expected which at this point okay if you're an investor we're seeing week week over week or bi-weekly changes around comments made by the federal reserve at this point in my opinion, I just wish there was less transparency and less comments <laughs> that were being digested by the Federal Reserve because it you you don't have to go back very far. It was beginning of February when you had Jerome Powell acknowledging that the disinflation process was underway. Now, fast forward to yesterday where he's doing a semi-annual uh, conference on Capitol Hill, and he makes comments essentially saying that if this economic data continues to run hot, meaning retail sales, job reports, which, by the way, you had pay, private payroll reports released today, which, again, beat expectations for the month of February, and there was a revision higher to the month of January, you have all these economic data points that are running hot. And he acknowledged that if this continues on this trend, then the Federal Reserve will return to quicker and faster interest rate hikes. And we certainly saw a, a market reaction to that. And at this point, they have no choice. He doesn't want to be caught flat-footed. If we turn back the clock to this time last year, where that term transitory was used so much, and they got a little bit behind the eight ball, now they're they're really changing their tune, which I think is appropriate. However, just the frequency of these comments coming through, I mean, these are, these are moving markets. So as an investor, you kind of got to put that noise aside and just understand that this interest rate conversation, this inflation rate conversation is going to continue probably going to the back half of the year, and it will can cause this volatility day over day and week over week. All right. Looking like we're going to be opening up a little bit in the uh, green here in just a few minutes. We'll get an update from you uh, coming up in about an hour and then talk to you again tomorrow morning. Thanks, Jets. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KDOI. 734, uh, Dow is flat. Well, it's up, you know, seven points, but basically flat now. Is, uh, it is officially open after being down over 570 points as of yesterday. Um, we'll keep updates on that for you throughout the day with um, Jeremiah Bates. Next one coming up here in uh, just about an hour or so. Phone lines are open this morning, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. I uh, want to uh, weigh in in our interview with Yvonne St. Cyr, whose case is just underway in Washington, D.C. most shocking part of that interview was her lawyers telling her, this is unwinnable. I'm kind of wondering, you know, is, does she have to pay her lawyers for representing her today? I think because, they're public defenders. Actually. Because, okay, then probably not. But, uh, you know, they told her it's unwinnable. 
And so basically that means no matter what you do, you're not going to win. So wouldn't you just want to, you know, give up, represent yourself at that point? Yeah. I don't know. That was, that was pretty interesting. I didn't realize, you know, that they had told her that. I wonder now at this point, you know, is, is it something you maybe look back? I don't, I don't think she would just because like she said, she thinks she need, needs to be in this place. She's, you know, God wants her to be in this place for a reason. She might not know what that reason is, but you know, she did say that she was offered a plea deal that would, well, you know, what are you going to tell somebody when they say, well, God wanted me to be there? Well, you shouldn't have listened to God. You can't really say that to a person. <laughs> no. Even to yourself, if you truly believe that, um, very interesting. By the way, uh, if you did uh, miss it, um, I think we're going to replay it again. It's pretty, pretty interesting, her thoughts on the trial so far underway this morning, coming up after 9 o'clock. Also still on the way this morning, want to go to the uh, Big West Championship going on tonight, Idaho Central Arena. We have your tickets, a four-pack of tickets. Man, if the games could be just as good as they were last night, you're in for a great night. Great games last night. Championship, one winner will be going once again tonight to the uh, NCAA tournament. Automatic entry into the NCAA tournament. Northern Arizona will take on Montana State. We'll have your tickets coming up here uh, shortly that you can win. You want to lock in your speed dial, go ahead and do that right now. 208-336-3700. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 742, good morning. Thanks for listening in. And remember, if you want to go beyond listening in, be a part of the show, you can always call us, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. You can call us toll-free from wherever you're listening, anywhere in the world, to the country, 1-800-529-5264. Email chris at kby.com, mike at kby.com. Text us, same as our main number, uh, email in, no name, says uh, you guys didn't give out the name or spelling, etc., of the gal and uh, give... Uh, account to go to so everyone can support her. Um, I didn't give, I, I don't believe she has an account necessarily uh, set up, but if you want to, you, you can support her. It's not up to us to promote her, you know, to try and raise money. But if you want to take it up on yourself, the spelling of her name is Y V O N N E S T C Y R. All right, three, wor- three S- words, three words. Yvonne St. Cyr. S-T period C-Y-R. Yeah. Yeah. So um, she does have a Facebook page, so if you want to go on uh, Facebook and uh, follow her yeah, there they're, and, they're undoubtedly and find out a, how to do it. will be a link there, I'm sure. Yeah. So uh, you can do that on your own. Hopefully, I hope that uh, helps you out there a little bit this morning. Well, let's put it this way. Part of what she said they needed money for was to get home. I hope she gets to go home. Because well, it's not a sure thing yeah, at this and, point. And even if she doesn't get a home, her husband is there with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name, I believe, is Troy. So Troy will need to uh, get home. But, I mean, they're having to put up their own money for to stay in the hotel this week and food and, and all that. So um, I get, even if you're not paying for a lawyer, you have a public defender, it's uh, still kind of a, an ex- expensive thing to uh, do. So I, I, I get it. 208 336 Time for a uh, final check on what's been going on in sports so far this morning. Brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna. Uh, don't forget a couple of things. Pork Belly's uh, steak today is steak and potato. Chef Wally makes it so good. It's made from scratch every day. And uh, their drive-thru is now officially open. Coffee drive-thru, all right? It's just for coffee right now. Uh, coming soon, you'll be able to get food through the drive-thru, drive-thru, but they have a coffee drive-thru. So some of the best coffee you're going to find anywhere you want to go through, it opens up at the same time the restaurant does. You don't have to get out of your car if you just want a, uh, either iced coffee, hot coffee. Uh, get in today. Pork Belly and Cuna.
We're all getting set for some basketball. And the Mountain West Basketball Tournament opens today in Las Vegas on the men's side. And Boise State will find out its opponent a little later on today. UNLV is seeded 7th. They'll meet 10th seeded Air Force tomorrow in one of the first round matchups. The Broncos have beaten the Rebels twice and the Falcons once. And they'll await the winner tomorrow evening in the quarterfinals. Max Rice says the two teams are very, very different. Those two teams are kind of the opposite, like extremes. One kind of sticks to their thing and runs their offense really well, and then the other has just a bunch of athletes who can go get go get a bucket when they need it. So um, it's kind of hard to prepare for both of them. Um, I think we're going to focus on ourselves and then watch that game on Wednesday and, and then prepare accordingly. The Broncos' quarterfinal game tomorrow night will tip at 7, and our coverage on 670 AM will begin at 630. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. So three games playing in the conference tournament today. The first one is Fresno State taking on Colorado State. That game is at noon. Air Force then takes on UNLV at 2.30. And then Wyoming takes on New Mexico. That game at 5 o'clock. All three of those games today will air on the Mountain West Network. You can check that out online. The one game that we do know about tomorrow, both opponents, that is, San Jose State will take on the Nevada Wolfpack. That game is at 3.30 tomorrow afternoon, and it's being broadcast on CBS Sports Network. Our, as are all the other games being played on CBS Sports Net. That includes the Boise State game, which will begin again at 7 o'clock tomorrow. I'm Rick Worthington. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Authorities in Mexico say after the two Americans were kidnapped on Friday, they were moved from place to place to try to hamper any rescue attempts. It was just after 8 o'clock local time on Tuesday when those two Americans, Eric Williams and Latavia McGee, were found in a wooden house just outside of Matamoros. Williams had a gunshot wound in his leg. The two received medical care in Mexico. The two survivors uh, have since been repatriated back to the United States. That's State Department spokesman Ned Price. One man who was standing guard at that house has been arrested. Some members of Congress calling on the president to use American force to attack drug cartel groups responsible for kidnapping four Americans and killing two of them. The State Department says it is going after criminals in other ways. When it comes to the drug cartels, uh, we are going to do what is most effective. State Department spokesman Ned Price saying the U.S. is working with Mexico to find and eliminate dangerous cartel groups. I, I, I don't think... Do you want to send in military and invade another country? I, I get it. You're outraged. These are U.S. citizens. I don't think you want to get into a long, protracted war against the cartels in Mexico. They're well armed. We've seen, I brought this up a little bit earlier, you know, we, we said, hey, we're going to wipe out the Taliban and we're going to kill Osama bin Laden for the attacks on 9 11. How did that work out for us? How many years did that take to get Osama bin Laden? We finally did. Have still haven't wiped out the Taliban. Are you, do we you could, really think if we invade Mexico that we, we're going to wipe out the cartels? Well, well, we we could go, but only if we had the uh, cooperation of the government of Mexico. You heard there they don't want the need the think they need the cooperation. They just want us to go in and attack the cartels with military force in another country. Yeah. 
I agree with you, foreign Chris, pol- by the way. Foreign uh, policy isn't everybody's uh, you know, long <laughs> suit. It's scary that apparently congressmen don't think that you know foreign policy should be working here. Um, the only way that you could do this is if Mexico said, and, and I mean, Me- Mexico has a hard time with this too. And I think that the United States could help out if we are willing to put our soldiers, you know, at risk of being killed, you know, spend taxpayer dollars on fighting the cartels. You know, there, there is a possibility that, you know, that they would help because part of the problem is in Mexico is the cartels are so well funded and they also buy and threaten police officers, military people, and they're so entrenched in that. And the, the people that can't be bought, they have their their families threatened and said, all right, you won't take our money, but you're not going to do anything. Because if you do, we know where your family lives. We're going to kill your three kids and your and your wife. So you just sit this out. You're not going to take our money. Okay, fine. But if you do take part in trying to stop us, mm-hmm. we will kill everything you love. That'd be a little it's, harder to do here a, in the United States if if yeah. if our military was involved in that. However, it's called organized crime because they, they tend mm-hmm. to be fairly well organized. Well, and if you don't think that there aren't cartels operating here in the United States, and, and I mean as close as here in the Treasure Valley, um, look up the story from Sheriff Kieran Donahue, who years ago they uncovered a plot to kidnap his daughter. The cartel was going to kidnap his daughter to try and stop him from fighting the cartels here in the Treasure Valley, who bring in drugs, who traffic you know, in, in, in people. They uncovered a plot to kidnap his daughter, the cartels in Mexico. So if you don't think cartels aren't already operating in the United States, maybe, maybe not with the impunity that they do in Mexico. They are. Your thoughts, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. You can also email us, chris at kboi.com and mike at kboi.com. Live home, live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Currently 33 degrees in downtown Boise at 7.58. Still on the way for you uh, here probably within the next uh, 60 to 90 minutes. We've got the final four-pack of tickets. Tonight's championship, Big Sky Championship, going on in downtown Boise at Idaho Central Arena. Northern Arizona taking on Montana State. You want to get that four-pack of tickets, stick around. We have a chance for that coming up here shortly. Also on the way, coming up in 20 minutes, we'll have a chance for you to win a $50 gift certificate to Biscuit and Hogs this morning, $50 gift certificate. They have the uh, best happy hour, voted best happy hour in the Treasure Valley. And part of that reason could possibly be the best happy hour because it it actually happens three hours every afternoon. So it's a a happy afternoon, basically. Half-price drinks, half-price appetizers. Take advantage of that. Don't forget, we also have a $50 gift certificate going on sale Friday morning for only $25. It will sell out quickly. So set your alarm or reminder, whatever it takes, to uh, get in on that on Friday morning. Our question for you today, which is brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, a local company with the global network at 208-888-4128. Question is, which teams, that's a hint, by the way, there's more than one, which teams were the first sports teams to ever visit with a president at the White House? I will give you a hint. One of these teams is still around. The name of the team, still around. 
208-336-3700. Be ready to call. Coming up here in 20 minutes, and you can get that $50 gift certificate to Biscuit and Hogs. For your Google Play, simply say, Hey Google, play 670-KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. This is Jim Ryan. Despite the potential danger, Americans do still cross the international bridges into Mexico every day. The advice from law enforcement. Make sure that your cell phone is completely charged before you go. Make sure it does work in Mexico, so get contact with your local carrier. Martin Sandoval is with the Brownsville, Texas Police Department. Stay as close as you can to the international bridges. Do not try to venture farther into the city. And he echoes the warning from the State Department. If there's no need to go to Mexico, do not go. Jim Ryan, ABC News, Dallas. When it comes to Matamoros, Mexico, the advisory from Corinne Jean-Pierre at the White House is unequivocal. Do not travel due to crime and kidnapping. We've been very clear about that. But still. Every other weekend we come down to Matamoros. But not, says Eileen Aguilar, without taking some precautions. We didn't really drive in that deep. We're just right here crossing the border. And being careful, she says, to avoid neighborhoods beyond the site of the international bridges connecting Brownsville, Texas with Matamoros, Mexico. Jim Ryan, ABC News, Dallas. I think a lot more people travel across the border um, from America every day. My, I have an aunt and uncle who run a uh, trailer park slash golf park in a, El Central, California, which is right across the border from Calexico. And they said that there's about nine to 10,000 people, Americans, who travel across the border every day to go to work there. Yeah. Now, Calexico, not one of the areas that the State Department has said do not travel to. One of my classmates from growing up in Twin Falls is uh, married to uh, a guy who is a Mexican citizen, and he has been unable to get American citizenship, and so they live in Juarez. But interestingly enough, both of them cross the border and work in El Paso during the day. Yeah. There's another place that's right across. Um, Dan writes in, Dan from New Meadows says, as a former service member for over 20 years, I speak from personal experience. I personally have worked in Mexico alongside a handful of other military members. I can assure you that a war with a cartel would be worse than a war with the Taliban. Mm-hmm. I can promise you that they are extremely prepared and well-trained. They have the absolute best weapons money can buy, and they have prior 15 or prior U.S. military members that come there to train their guys. It would be a bad thing to go to try eliminate these guys. They would definitely destroy cities in our country as part of a retaliation. Interesting take. Uh, Gordon, New Plymouth, thanks for being patient. Uh, you're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning to you. Howdy, fellas. You have your pulse on the sentiments of the nation. How is, how is the American public doing on the idea of biometric ID for everything? How are your listeners feel about biometric ID? So you look at a thumbprint and they know who you are. I, uh, I get asked all the time, and I just got a new phone. And when I got that new phone, one of the things it asked if I wanted to sign up, you know, to be able to get security, be able to get into my phone with biometric. And I, I, didn't do it. Oh, okay. I don't. I don't know if I trust it as of yet. What do we call? It? We have to have. We had to bring our Idaho driver's licenses up to standards in order for Idahoans to get on an airplane. We there's a date. What do they call that? A star license? Yeah, that that goes to, into effect. I think of July. They keep pushing it back. They say now it'll be July of 2025. I, I don't know if they'll oh, push well, it back I, again. I got one. I took my birth certificate in, and it had a foil 
gold foil stamp on it. It had doctor signatures. And I took it to the DMV and they said, well, this is a souvenir. This is, we need your real birth certificate. Oh, hell. And so, so I got a hold of the authorities in Salem and I told them who they, who I was and they sent me my birth certificate. What? <laughs> they weren't, they had no more idea who I was than the man of the moon. I think I answered some questions. I, I told them. <laughs> I was going to say, you just called them up and say, can you send me the birth? I'm this person. And they sent it to you. Well, I sent it all. I, I filled out a form okay. and mailed it. So you had to answer and, certain questions that probably the average person wouldn't know. See, yeah, secret. You know, like nobody could find out what the name of my first <laughs> the, the key there is probably right. wouldn't know. Right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, how do you, how about personally? Don't you think we need a fingerprint? I don't like the facial recognition. I don't want to be identified from 100 yards or from space. But when I'm showing up to vote or get on an airplane or buy a weapon or go to Mexico or to come in the, from Mexico, where's that biometric ID? What's the political holdup? Where's the political pressure against this? Have you got a handle on that? Where, mm. Where's the pressure against that? Some of no, it's probably, no idea. Some of it's probably biblical. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> you guys are awful. <laughs> Thank you for the call, Gordon. Appreciate it. Sure. Um, no name on this one. It's a tech message at 208-336-3700. says, cut off all aid, cut off all trade, cut off all tourism. Tell Mexico if they don't fix their mess, they'll not get a single dime from us. It's just one little bit of a problem there. Um, if you all of a sudden cut off any trade with Mexico, they're going to cut off trade with us, and we get a lot of stuff from Mexico. Well, true, yeah. So and, you, and you don't think a, they're going to retaliate? A lot of it's from American companies. Yeah, you don't think they're going to retaliate? Uh, yeah, they they probably will. I mean, uh, hey, in in the idea is okay. Uh, in practice, it probably wouldn't be good. Um, Jeff in Nampa uh, writes in another text message. Do a Google search for new DEA cartel map for the U.S. It shows where cartels have strong presence and names each cartel in that area. Boise is listed with the Sin, uh, Sinaloa cartel. Cartel. Interesting. Thanks uh, for the text. What I, what I was talking about when I said biblical, I, he said something about you guys are terrible, but um, I was actually talking about uh, there's a, a verse in Revelation. Um, I want to say Revelation 13, but I'm not looking it up, so I'm not sure. But anyway, it, it says that people will be forced to be marked on either the right hand or the forehead. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people have... Uh, mark of the beast? Have Well, not the mark of the beast, but this is, this is what you need basically to, for people to know who you are, is this special mark. And you can, you, know, com you can complete commerce with it and all sorts of other things. Uh, and a lot of people think that's just your thumbprint. Interesting. So they don't want to uh, you know, get into a society where our thumbprint is used for everything. Now, if anybody wants you know, that mark... Uh, keep in mind, don't ever agree to the number 666. Yeah, Just saying, that's a good rule of thumb. That that probably would scare off a few people. 208-336-3700. We'll take a break here. Coming up, we've got a $50 gift certificate of Biscuit and Hogs to give away with our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question. Don't call yet. We'll do it right after Bronco Sports today. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. All right, Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. Brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. 
208-888-4128 for any and all your real estate needs. Tom's going to get first crack at our question today. A $50 gift to get to Biscuit and Hogs for our first person that can answer correctly. Tom, our question today, which teams were the very first sports teams to ever visit with a president at the White House? Well, I think in 1865, President Johnson had the Brooklyn Athletics and the Washington National Baseball Club. 1865, Brooklyn Athletics and the Washington Nationals is correct. Right. Congratulations. Now, ding, ding, even, ding. even though it is the Washington Nationals, it's not the same Washington Nationals club that uh, is in Washington today. And actually, these were amateur baseball teams. They just happened to be the, the champions of the New York area. Congratulations. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, hold on the line. We'll get some info info from you. Um, kind of strange. I had no idea that this had uh, started, you know, back in the uh, 1800s yeah. because it's uh, it otherwise took, it's fairly new tradition. It, it, it is. It took a long time to uh, really kick in. It was very sporadic. And then the uh, the first World Series winning World Series winning baseball team uh, was the Washington Senators in uh, 1924. Just had to take a you know about a, a little car a, ride a 15 minute car ride <laughs> over to the white house but they met with uh, calvin coolidge the first uh nba basketball champion to get to go was the boston celtics when they visited john f kennedy surprise was, was surprise yeah first super bowl winning team wasn't until i think it was super bowl uh, 14 the um pittsburgh steelers and they went to see jimmy carter and then uh let's see the <laughs> there are a bunch more the the first uh, NCAA men's basketball champion it was Bobby Knight and the Indiana Hoosiers in 1976 and they visited Gerald Ford Seattle Mariners have still never been a to few, the White House a few years ago <laughs> the NCAA rifle champions which was the the uh, University of Alaska Anchorage got to go and in the finals of the uh, National Rifle Championships they had just beaten Army interesting. See, you're just a wealth of that knowledge. <laughs> Can't get anything by you. Mm. Uh, it is 825. Phone lines are open, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, still on the way for you this morning. One final chance to go watch the Big Sky Basketball Championships. They are going on uh, tonight, Northern Arizona, Montana State. Uh, I'm just hoping that the game is going to be as good as the two games uh, last night, and you'll be in for some great entertainment. It's a four-pack of tickets. We'll give those away coming up here shortly. Don't go anywhere. Did you see the Gonzaga-St. Mary's game last night? Yeah, they sort of thumped them. I tuned in with a few minutes left to go in the game and thought they had the score wrong because it was 71 to like 37. This is the same team that just a couple of weeks ago beat Gonzaga. Right. And I'm like, they must not have been happy about that because it was an absolute thumping from the get-go, apparently. And I've watched apparently, the last couple of minutes, and they didn't have a starter on the on the court. Apparently, Gonzaga had a meeting and said, hey, let's do something <laughs> different this time. Yeah, I expected that to be a good game. Um, and I think the final score ended up to be um, Gonzaga won by 29 points, but I don't think it was that close. Mm. It's, it's, you can, a team won by 29 points. I don't think it was that close. We'll take a break. Uh, phone calls. Uh, go ahead. Give us a call. You can also email us. Chris at KBOI.com. Mike at KBOI.com. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 
840, good morning, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, if you want to uh, get into us this morning, you can also email chris at kby.com, mike at kby.com. Still talking about the uh, news uh, from yesterday, the unfortunate news. Uh, the four kidnapping victims, uh, two of them uh, were were found dead, but all four have been recovered as of right now. Um, a couple of surprising parts to this story, number one, was, you know, they were just traveling to get cosmetic surgery done, apparently a tummy tuck. A woman was traveling and three others mm-hmm. are traveling She's one um, of the ones with her. Live, by the way. Yeah. Um, the other part was that there are claims now um, that this was apparently mistaken identity. Authorities finally finding the missing Americans after a three-day manhunt, leading them to this wooden house in Lagunona, outside Matamoros. A 24-year-old man identified only by his first name, Jose, arrested. Mexican authorities say he was in charge of watching the Americans. Mexican officials now believe the shooting and kidnapping was a case of mistaken identity. Does that mean there were four other Americans that the cartels were looking for? Or you pointed out that... When they were loading, uh, the, when they pulled the people out of the van and were loading them into a different vehicle, that uh, they, they dragged three of them. Well, two, three, two of them were bleeding, right. I mean, profusely. Yeah. You could see that in the video. Uh, and what had happened is uh, when they stopped the van, they, they started out by opening fire. And apparently they had, the two that were killed were killed right there. Yeah. And then a third was shot in the leg. And then the fourth, who happened to be the, uh, the woman that was there for the cosmetic surgery, she was uh, not hurt. Uh, Christy and Meridian, who's listening on uh, 670 KBOI, good morning to you. Good morning. How are you today? Doing good. So, um, now, were you in Metamoros or have been? Were you at- so, so, I used to travel to Metamoros a lot for business. And about eight years ago, no, maybe ten years ago, the same thing happened to me. We were stopped by cartel. It happened. We were driving down the street. 30 seconds, we were surrounded. They opened the doors, started talking to us in Spanish, of course. Um, and then they went back to a vehicle behind us. Two of the guys did. And they came back and they said, in Spanish, it's not him, it's not him. And... So they were looking for somebody, too, then? They were looking for somebody. And it was amazing how, I mean, within 10 seconds, they had stopped the vehicle. I mean, it was just no time at all. And you almost didn't know where they came from. All of a sudden, traffic stopped. And then traffic started backing away. Everyone else backed away, except for us, surrounded by these trucks. I think I would back away, too. And they kept saying, it's not him, it's not him. And they got in their trucks and left. So hearing from the two guys in the front seat who lived there, me and another guy from the U.S. were there on business. They believed the mistake they made was the color of car they had and the windows were tinted. And so we went back across the border to the U.S. where we were staying, but it was terrifying. And yeah, I couldn't even imagine. It's they they 
are after a certain color car. They're after a certain license plate. It's someone who looks like someone. And I totally agree. It's mistaken identity. Mm. And it was terrifying. Sorry. Sounds it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Appreciate it. Very few people know this happened to me. Well, thank you for sharing with us. Because it was terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Thank you for sharing. Appreciate it, uh, Christy. Uh, This is a story USA Today. Brendan Tucker lived and worked in uh, Metamorris in 2019, and he helped asylum seekers through an uh, advocacy agency. When a cartel group disapproved of his activities, he said he was warned twice through a third person to cease his interactions with migrants. He later left the city and today works as a project manager uh, in Reynosa, across the border um, from McAllen, Texas. He said to have cartel gunmen violently shoot and kidnap Americans without provocation seems like a departure from their modus operandi. More likely scenario, cartel mistook the four Americans for other people, he said. Quoting, I would absolutely be blown away if they were targeting on purpose, Tucker said of the recent victims. The cartels are going to do everything in their power not to put their foot in the ant pile that is the United States government. There is no way for a cartel to have done this for it to be beneficial to them. True. Which would which would probably make a little bit a little bit more sense. Because if you remember, the first thing that a lot of people thought when these kidnappings happened was that there was going to be a ransom asked for. There was never ever any ransom asked for in this particular instance. Security analysts say that many parts of the country are safe for tourists, such as Mexico City and major beach destinations, such as Los Cabos and Cancun. But there are large swaths of Mexico which fall under the control of cartels. Um, Went on to say there are many different Mexicos. According to a senior Mexico analyst for the International Crisis Group, you have to pay attention to which Mexico you're going to. Last August, the U.S. Department issued an updated travel advisory for U.S. travelers visiting Mexico, including a new state-level advice and information on kidnapping risk, cited an increase uh, of crime and kidnapping in certain areas of Mexico. Cartels don't usually target U.S. citizens. Something weird happened here. Which, you know, now that we're getting more and more information. Right. Sounds more and more like that was the case. Wrong place, wrong time. Just really too bad. Really is too bad. Um, Email and no name on this. Mike at KBY.com says uh, there was a hearing before the Arizona Senate that laid out the connections between the cartels in Mexico and the governments in many of our states. Idaho was named as one of the top three cartels bribe candidates into running for office. They can run from their basements, i.e. Brad Little style. (laughs) I didn't know Brad that ran from his basement. Uh, Elections are rigged. Officials include judges and police. Also, all the cartels ask in return is to be left alone to run their drugs, sex trafficking, fraud, money, laundering, uh, open border, etc. Wow, I didn't know that. Idaho listed as one of the top three states that cartels are operating in right now, according to that hearing before the Arizona Senate. So according to that message... Uh, they pay off a lot of the local politicians for this. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, and and the ones, and we talked about this, this is you know why Mexico maybe should ask the United States, the ones that they can't pay off, that they can't buy, you know, that they, they're good cops, 
They go to them and say, hey, all right, so you don't take our money. Well, here's what's going to happen. This is the address that we know your family lives. You have three kids, two sons and a daughter and a wife. You're going to do nothing when we do this. If you get involved in our business, we're going to go and we're going to kill your your first son. If you still get involved in our business, we're going to kill another kid until we get to you. If you're at that point, what do you do? I mean, you have no protection. I mean, they 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 operate operate yeah. with such impunity. I mean, what do you do? You probably sit it out, right? If you're if you're worried for your family, and who wouldn't be? We told you earlier this morning. I mean, it's right here in in the Treasure Valley, Canyon County Sheriff Kieran Donahue. They uncovered a plot years ago. Cartel was going to kidnap his daughter because they didn't like the fact that they were having an influence on drugs flowing in from the cartel in Mexico here into the Treasure Valley, and they were apparently doing such a good job of stopping it that they wanted to put that to an end. So they were going to kidnap his daughter. Hmm. Luckily, they found a plot, and they they stopped it. The woman who was arrested in Nampa, or sentenced in Nampa, she was arrested a couple years ago, but sentenced last week in Nampa. You saw that case. Um, 700 fentanyl pills. 30 pounds of fentanyl pills and fentanyl powder, um, meth, cash, all taken from a home. She was doing business from her condominium in Nampa, Idaho. Now, 700 pills, 30 pounds of pills and fentanyl powder is enough to kill every man, woman, and child in Idaho. They said that she was sending back to Mexico cartels Fifty to sixty thousand dollars per week in drug money. Wow! Operating in Nampa, Idaho. Well, I'm, you know, glad they caught her, but yeah, they probably replaced her with. They, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they've already got somebody here who is probably already doing business. Unfortunately, two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred. Tonight at ten, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Email in Mike at KBOI.com. Hey, you just answered the question. Why pot will never be legal in Idaho because the cartel has paid off our politicians. I always figured it, but you flat out just said it, so I guess that's that. Well, either you misheard me or you're taking uh, what I said and completely misconstruing it. I said the cartel has paid off politicians in Mexico, not in the United States. Mm, okay. C- completely, completely different. Not just politicians, by the way, but also police and military. 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, a little bit earlier this morning, we uh, had a conversation with Yvonne St. Cyr. She is one of the three Idahoans who uh, had been charged in the insurrection in uh, Washington, D.C. at the nation's capital on January 6th. She was offered a plea deal, turned that down because she wanted to go to court. She didn't believe she was guilty. Uh, We had an interview with her a little bit earlier this morning, live from Washington, D.C., before her trial got underway, which got underway a couple of hours ago. In case you missed that, um, interesting 
interesting things that she had to say about the trial so far, what her attorneys have said to her. Um, if in case you missed it, we're going to uh, give you a chance to hear that interview coming up after news at the top of the hour. Also, right now, as promised, I have a chance for you to get a four-pack of tickets. The Big West Championship tonight, Northern Arizona, Montana State's. 208 336 3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Four tickets for you. Idaho Center Arena for the championship game tonight. One team goes to the NCAA. Caller number six, those are yours. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 9.05, good morning. Welcome to the 9 o'clock hour. Congratulations to Michael Ochoa. Let's call number six, and we'll be headed to the Big Sky Tournament. I apologize. Wayne wrote in and says, Mike, why do you keep referring to the Big Sky Conference as the Big West? Uh, slip of the tongue. Big Sky Tournament. I'm sorry, just so used to saying Big West so often, and Big Sky that it, I, I just slipped yeah. up and said Big Sky instead of Big West. Big East, um, Big 12, yeah. Big 10. There's been a lot of big conferences. <laughs> he went on to say, is it some sort of marketing campaign? No. Um, he's, he said, however, you are right about the quality of games. Last night, games were really entertaining. Hopefully tonight will be the same. I hope so, too. I hope it's not the Gonzaga-St. Mary's game, because that game was over in the first three minutes of the contest last night. Anyway, congratulations, Michael. Hopefully you will enjoy the game. Don't forget Las Vegas tonight. Also, the Mountain West tournament gets underway. Boise State will play tomorrow night, but the first rounds of the Mountain West get underway tonight, and Boise State will be able to find out who they will be playing after tonight's game in tomorrow night's game, which you will be hearing right here on 670 Um we promised you a little bit earlier this morning, we had, we had talked to Yvonne St. Cyr, live from Washington, D.C. Her trial began earlier this week. She is one of three Idahoans who were charged in the January 6th insurrection. And uh, her trial began Monday with Wadir and picking of the uh, jury. Uh, they did that yesterday, and uh, the cases start. Prosecutions started their case yesterday. She took a few minutes with us before her uh, court case started again uh, at about 7.30 our time. We talked to her just after 7 o'clock. She had some interesting things to say and promised we would give you uh, a chance to hear that for those of you who weren't tuned in early this morning. Uh, once again, this is... Uh, Yvonne St. Cyr, who was live with us this morning earlier from Washington, D.C., on her case and how it's going so far. Well, I appreciate you having me on so I can share my story and share the craziness that is happening in our country right now. Well, let's start off with first, what are the charges um, that you are finding in court? So I have been charged with two felonies and four misdemeanors. I had been misspoken. I thought they were all felonies because no one really had told me, but um, when we started, I realized, oh, it's only two felonies and four misdemeanors, and they are two civil disorder. I think those are the two felonies. Entering and remaining in a restricted building or grounds, um, disorderly or disruptive conduct in a restricted building or grounds, disorderly conduct in a Capitol building, and parading, demonstrating, or picketing in a Capitol building. So I want to get this um, straight. Now, you were offered a plea deal, right? And you turned that down to go to court, right? Correct. In the beginning, when I was first arrested, they offered me um, in 2021 um, two misdemeanor charges. And um, they said that most likely I would just get a year probation and no jail time. And I said, I'm not going to admit guilt to something I did not do. So no, thank you. And they came back with these charges. Now is, it, and then they is, offered uh, me another plea deal, and I said, no, thank you. 
is is your strategy in court to say I didn't do the things that you say I did, or uh, you know I was involved in some things, but they they either weren't or shouldn't have been a crime. My strategy in court is that I never had an intent to, I got caught up in the moment and I was in places that I shouldn't have been, but there was never an intent to commit a crime. I didn't have any clue what was happening. I literally wasn't, when you get caught in that moment and you're there, I mean, if you watch, we watched my interrogation video on Sunday and, and I literally openly talked to the FBI, didn't contact my lawyer, offered, I mean, that is not somebody that is guilty. And I told my husband, it's funny, two years later, I wouldn't have done that. What I know now in the system and how corrupt it is, I would have never talked to them. I would have kept my mouth shut and not, but I literally talked to them like they were my friends for an hour, telling them anything they wanted to know because I have absolutely not one thing to hide. I went there because our election was stolen. I know that. I took an oath to support and defend our constitution. I wanted to be a part of history and make sure that my voice was heard. I went there to watch the certification of the election. I wanted them to send it back like they should have. There was enough Two two states, Pennsylvania, and my, my attorney brought that up on the opening arguments. Two states had objected, and that was why they had to go back. And, and those two states were enough that it should have went back to the states to be looked at, but they didn't. They went through with their corruption, and this is a setup, and we are we are literally pawns in their game to hide what they are doing. And if Americans don't wake up, they're not going to realize we are not going to be free. We are the last stand because if they can make every single one of us go to prison, then none of you are ever going to stand up. It's like my attorney said on Sunday, Troy asked him, he said, would you risk your license for the truth? And they said, no, I would risk my life for the truth. That is the difference between them and I. All right. Let's get back to the court court case. Um, Jury, you had the first two days were voir dire and jury selection. What what was that like? Uh, Are you happy with the jury? Absolutely not. It is the most corrupt system. Literally, we watched. I couldn't. I was. I had to laugh. It was so blatantly obvious. They would literally because of the DC and the, the, you know, all these people have been blasted with this over and over and over in their beliefs. So I understand where they're coming from. But he would ask them, "Do you think you can put your beliefs aside?" And most of them, some of them, there were a few that you're like, "Yeah," but the majority of them said no. I mean, a lot of them were saying these people are treason. If they were on the ground, they committed treason. And he's like, well, I know your beliefs are really strong, but do you think you could set them aside? You know, just look at the evidence and only, and then they're like, well, maybe possibly. And he's like, okay, well, let's, let's talk about that. So you think you possibly could, but are you certain you could, you know, if I just, if, if I give you the law, the way it's supposed to be, and you look at the evidence, can you just put those really strong beliefs aside that she, that she committed treason and, and give her a fair and impartial and literally they would fold and they would, and then we would move for cause, and they, and he would argue it. So what was really crazy is yesterday we had one juror that said basically the same thing about law enforcement. So one of the questions they ask him is, "Do you believe um, police officers or law enforcement are more honest or less honest just because of their position?" And he said, "Less honest." So it was obviously he didn't trust the government or law enforcement, and they were ready to dismiss him right away. But my attorney literally stood up and argued and used the exact verbiage, the exact verbiage that the judge did and got him to get to where he would be certain that he could listen and be fair and unbiased. And they still, um, start strikes for cause. So it's did you, did you, so blatantly did, unfair that even my daughter who is not necessarily believes and thinks the way she lives in Virginia and she's influenced by her friends and people here was appalled. 
they, her and her friend came yesterday and they just were like, are you kidding me? This is our system. And it's so, so corrupt. And it's. So did your, your attorney get anybody on the jury that you guys liked? No, not really. I think there's one guy that I'm hopeful for that keeps taking notes. Is not a mask wearer. There's not. I think there's two people on the entire jury that do not wear masks, and um, he's taking notes and he keeps making contact with me and my husband. And it just takes one heart. I just need one heart to lean into the truth. But the way they do the laws and stuff. So my my it's going to be intent because mens rea is anyone that commits a crime, their mind has to be guilty of committing that crime. And that is my only hope because nowhere in my, there was never an intent to commit any crime. I love my country. I mean, I was a Marine, God, country, core. Um, this is all about right. truth and freedom for everyone. You mentioned your, your, your daughters, that you said that she doesn't necessarily think like you and has been influenced by her friends there in uh, Virginia and the way things are. Who do you believe you were influ- influenced by that actually sent you to Washington that day? God. <laughs> so when 2020 started, I, you know, I kind of went down the rabbit hole. I didn't know there was such a thing as a rabbit hole, but I discovered it. And, um, but then I also learned that, um, we're programmed. I mean, I knew that I, it, it took me a minute to think about it because as a Marine, I was brainwashed. So once I started to think like that, I was like, well, it makes sense. Every information we get comes from another human being that is programming. We are supercomputers. If you look at our DNA and all that, I won't get into that, but, um, so I felt led. I mean, it was, I was adamant. I told my husband in December, I'm going to D.C. whether you come or not. I would like for you to come, but if you don't want to take the time off, I'm going to D.C. Because I knew, I knew I was supposed to be here. I knew I had a purpose. I believe we all have a purpose, and I believe my purpose is to share truth in this world and to so, bring a different perspective. Let me, let me just concentrate on that. You, deserve, you, you believe that you are in this place for a reason, correct? Correct. Okay. What happens if you are found guilty? Do you think that that also is, a, you know, it happens for a reason? Yes, I believe that I've, I've prayed about it and I'm not naive to think that I'm, I know I'm fighting an uphill battle and I know, but I also know that I have, I have God on my side. I know there's something more powerful in this world that is happening than we can explain, but I also know that God will put me wherever I need to be. And if I need to be a light in a dark place in a prison and share some truth there, then I will go there with my head held high and do what I need to to bring truth. I want to make sure that my grandkids have a free and fair country to raise their families in, and I will fight until my last breath for freedom. It is our God-given right. We are sovereign beings given by God, not by man, and it's time it. we take it back. Got it. On that, on that day two years ago, thinking back, is there anything that if the whole thing uh, happened again that you would do differently? The human in me, yes, would do it very differently. But the person in me that knows that I'm here for purpose wouldn't because I was led by God. I have to trust. I have to trust in a power that is so much greater than me. I have to. I just, I feel it to my very core. I can't explain it. It's that peace beyond all understanding. 14 years in the church, I spent all that time with you, and I never understood that peace beyond all understanding until I got to D.C. and I had to be here and listen to this. I know where this continues. I know we're just about up on time. I just want to ask you one real quick question. How long uh, do you, does your attorney say that this case is going to probably last? It goes till Friday, and they said that it is unwinnable. So your attorneys so have told you that it's unwinnable? Undefendable. Yes, they have. Wow.
Well, um, Yvonne, I want to take. Uh, thank you. Go ahead. If any, I, I hate to ask this because I haven't really asked, but we could use help financially. We have a gift send go, and I haven't really been um, asking because I didn't want to. I wasn't sure, but if anyone can help, I would appreciate any extra help just to get home. We, it's expensive here, and this has been a lot out of our pocket to get us here and all this hotels and everything else. Yvonne so. St. Cyr, thank you for taking some time. I know you got to get to court here in a few minutes. Uh, thank you for taking time thank talking you. with us this morning. Um, and I, I'll just say, I, I hope your attorneys are wrong and uh, that you uh, do win the case. And I uh, wish you good luck this week. Thank you for sharing the truth. I appreciate it. Once again, Yvonne St. Cyr, um, she is in court as of this morning. Sounded like going to be in court through uh, Friday. And an un- that was the shocking thing to me. <laughs> Her attorneys, I haven't heard that. Yeah. This is undefendable. and doesn't give you a lot of confidence going no. in, I'm sure. Your thoughts. We'll take a break. Uh, you want to get through? Phone lines are open at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. You can email us also, chris at kboi.com and mike at kboi.com. Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208 336 3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, you can also email us if you would like. Uh, Mike at KBOI.com and Chris at KBOI.com. Larry writes in, uh, Come on, Mike, stop with the propaganda. It was not an insurrection. As Nancy Pelosi's daughter said in a recorded conversation with January 6th defendant, insurrection seriously laughing. Be more than happy to provide you with a copy of the conversation. It's interesting as she has done many interviews with January 6th defendants, and one was pretty shocking. Um, I apologize, Larry, to you. Um, for you, I will call it the completely peaceful protests that took place at the Capitol on January 6th. There, I'll, call, I'll, I'll do that for you. The one mistake, I, I will say, I think, and there are some even Republicans who, who didn't like the fact that Tucker Carlson, and, and he had more stories and video from last night, called what happened mostly peaceful and there were just people milling around, and there was, you know, no violence, no destruction that was taking place. I thought it was a really bad mistake on his part. And I say that because I thought it was a dumb comment because there was, on video, you can see some of the destruction that was not peaceful. And I, the, the same reason that I thought that that was a dumb comment is the same reason that I thought it was a dumb comment when Democrats made the same exact thing, statement, in rioting that went on in Portland and rioting that went on in, in Minneapolis, where areas were burned down in Minneapolis. Portland had federal buildings that were burned and, and destroyed, and millions and millions of dollars were done and damage were done. And you had Democrats saying these were mostly peaceful protests. No, they weren't. <laughs> um, and I, I well, thought like, that was a really I bad mean, tact for Tucker know, Carlson to take. In all seriousness, that's like if you went to somebody's birthday party. And there were 50 people there, and one of them got murdered. Well, 49 didn't, so it was a mostly peaceful birthday party. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. But does that mean anything? Yeah. If you want to say, hey, there was a lot of people there that, you know, didn't take part in any violence. No, that's true. But, you know, trying to say it was mostly a peaceful protest just didn't fit what the video, the actual video, which he was showing, uh, actually showed. And I thought that I, that's one of the things that I thought was a mistake. And he's getting criticism, not just from the Democrats over saying that, but even 
leadership, Republican yeah. leadership, is saying that's not true. It's uh, right up there with the statement, we were very successful right up to the time we went bankrupt. Yeah. Uh, John has written in and says, hey, danger ahead with anyone who declares God is on their side and is led by God and is on a mission from God. That's close to delusional, if not actually a severe mental defect. Uh, I don't know. It seemed to work well for the Blues Brothers. Unless it's true. Blues Brothers were on a mission from God. seemed to work well for them. Yeah, their money, or their uh, movie made a lot of money. Uh, James of Garden City says, Your guest facing charges for storming the Capitol better brace herself for some harsh reality. It seems pretty clear to me that she is openly admitting to the charges that were read on the air. At least the wording of the charges sounds like exactly what she is admitting to have done. It wasn't my intent to commit a crime is not a defense. Her sense of entitlement is scary. No, and that struck me when she said that, you know, she admitted that she did the things that they're accusing her of, but said, but I didn't mean to do them. That's going to be, uh, that's not going to play well in court, I don't think, in a court of law. James writes in, uh, I feel for this lady, but like Chris always says, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Uh, I don't know her, but she, based on the few minutes on the radio, I, I know her type. She believes this country is only for her and those who think like her. Even God's wishes fit her agenda. He doesn't want her to love everyone, but has talked her into thinking she is above them and only her views are valid. Politics these days has brainwashed a lot of people to believe that they are victims and in the majority at the same time, scary times. Laura has written in and says, how do I donate to Yvonne St. Cyr? I was listening but didn't quite catch it. I'm praying for her and our country. Did you ask her if she was able to benefit from the recently released footage that was released to Tucker Carlson? Thanks, Laura. Uh, I don't think we we asked her that because uh, I don't think she will benefit it from it simply because uh, it it does show a lot of time when she's not doing anything, but there is also footage that shows apparently the time when she was doing something, and that is the only uh, part that the court is actually concerned with. You see what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so I'm not sure. As far as how you donate to her, she didn't, uh, as far as we know, it's not a, um, a GoFundMe page or anything like that, but she does have a Facebook page, and and her name is uh, spelled Y-V-O-N-N-E-S-T period C-Y-R. So yeah, so if you, you want, want, to, if you want to get in contact with her, that that's up to you. We're not going to push a GoFundMe page or anything like that, but if you want to, um, you can. Um, and Laura has written in and says, uh, I didn't intend to commit a crime. That's her defense. This poor lady is so brainwashed. I wonder what she thinks now that Fox talking heads admit the steal is a bunch of BS. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Need to take a break. We've got news coming up here next. Want to get through? We have phone lines open and your thoughts to get through. Um, do have some emails talking more about uh, cartel and what happened in uh, Mexico, we found out a lot of information since this first happened. Kidnapping, um, sounds like it was a mistake. They weren't actually going for these people. Unfortunately, they shot first and asked questions later, and it cost two people their lives. Two others can't imagine that they're not going for the rest, the rest of their lives be affected by this. Post, post-traumatic stress, probably. 
not knowing if you're going to live, yeah. considering two people have already been killed and you've been kidnapped. Um, we'll talk more about that on the way, too. You can email us, chris at kby.com and mike at kby.com. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. Authorities finally finding the missing Americans after a three-day manhunt, leading them to this wooden house in Lagunona, outside Matamoros. A 24-year-old man identified only by his first name, Jose, arrested. Mexican authorities say he was in charge of watching the Americans. Mexican officials now believe the shooting and kidnapping was a case of mistaken identity. Unfortunate. Um, This might tamp down some of the rhetoric coming out of washington dc from some of our congress people saying we need to go in and stamp out the cartels in mexico with military force here's an idea how about stamp out the violence in chicago let's start let's start in the united states first 23 people were shot in chicago over the weekend that's just one one weekend an average of 15 to 30 people get shot in Chicago every every weekend. That's just one city. Like, How about take care of home first? I get it that the cartels are a problem here in the U.S., but we've got problems here at home before we start going into other countries trying to fix their problems without an invitation, by the way. That's called an invasion. Mm. Um, a couple of email responses. Uh, a little bit earlier, somebody had written in, no name on this, uh, uh, when he had said or she had said, hey, you just answered the question, why pot will never be legal in Idaho because the cartel has paid off all of our politicians. I always figured it, but you flat out just said it, so I guess that's that. And I said, I never said they paid off our politicians. I said they pay off politicians in Mexico. Person wrote back and said, wait, did you not just say Idaho is the number three state that this is happening in? That's what I heard. That's what you heard. That's not what I said. I said, Idaho, according to the Senate, Hearing in Arizona, they said that Idaho was one of the top three states where cartels operate. I didn't say it was one of the top three states where cartels are bribing politicians and police officials. You you heard that. You didn't even hear that, and you made that up yourself. I, that's not what I said. I said cartels are operating. Said you also said one of our own police officers in Caldwell, I think, you said was threatened by the cartel. So what do you mean it's only happening in Mexico? I didn't say that. I said proof that we have cartel activity going on right here. And we've had, we've talked to Senator, or, uh, not Senator, um, Sheriff Kieran Donahue, who is the Caney County Sheriff. He's been in here in the studio with us before. He said the cart, and he has said out of his mouth, cartels are a problem here in the Treasure Valley. They are operating, selling drugs here in the Treasure Valley. That's how most of the fentanyl that comes into Idaho is coming through the Mexican border here into Idaho from the cartels. I use the example and, and it's fairly widely known that they uncovered a plot that they were going to kidnap. Sheriff Kieran Donahue's daughter. They uncovered the plot and they thwarted that plot. But I, I, Kieran, that, I don't know where you jump to where Kieran Donahue is being bribed, or any of our politicians are being bribed. That's not what I said. You're, you're hearing what you want to. Yeah, get. threatened and bribed are are actually kind of opposites. They're they're to get the same result. And. We, we kind of said this is why Mexico has, has a problem. This is how I was talking about this a little bit earlier this morning and why Mexico has such a problem. 
because the cartels have so much money. They have so much power and operate with such impunity in Mexico. And they have the amount of money that they can take and they can bribe politicians. You heard the news story about uh, how they work to get politicians that they want in office by supporting them with money. And for those that they can't bribe, there are good cops. There are good military officials. There are good politicians. Some of the times, those people are killed by the cartels because they can't. They don't want to deal with them. So instead, they won't take a bribe. So fine, we'll just get them out of the way and put somebody in there or get somebody in. We can bribe. Or you have good police officers who refuse to be bribed, and the cartel says, look, you have three kids. You have a couple of kids. If you just don't do anything when we break the law, you're fine. However, if you interfere with our business, we'll go and kill one of your kids. If you keep interfering, we'll kill the other kid until we eventually get to you. What would what would you do, or how would you react? And I'm asking this not knowing what I would say, but if somebody came to you and said, uh, here's what we want you to do, and handed you a, a photo, and it was a picture of, let's say, your granddaughter asleep in bed. Frankly? Being this in Mexico, I'd probably resign. Because well, where are you going to get help from? Who do you know to trust? Yeah. You know what I mean. Well, Am I, I mean, you know, chances are though, if you resign, you know, they still go after you because you didn't do what they wanted you to do. There's another possibility, also. Bill wrote in. He says, "So what would it take for those who continue to believe this was not an insurrection to call something an insurrection?" How do they define insurrection? What's a citizen have to do to be considered for treason? A lot of it, I think, is is the way that different people look at what was going on that day. There are some who say they were there protesting something that they felt to be wrong, period. And uh, regardless of what happened, they were there to protest something that they thought uh, shouldn't be happening. The other is that they were there to... Uh, disrupt the business of the of Congress uh, of in this case the House of Representatives, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, apparent, I guess, worse. And then the third is that they were there to uh, stop the democratic process, or fourth, that they were there to actually take over the Capitol building. Uh, if you look at it the first way, it doesn't seem quite so treasonous. It just seems like it was. Uh, it just seems like it was uh, a protest, and and that's a very American thing to mm-hmm. protest, and then you know not be squashed by your own government. Uh, what what apparently made the difference for so many people here was the uh, breaking of windows and doors, and the uh, shouts that they were there to you know hang certain people or kill someone, uh, none of which they actually did, or well I mean they did break windows and doors but they didn't hang or kill anyone but uh that's kind of where the uh the idea of of an insurrection or treason comes from you i i don't believe also correct me if i'm wrong i don't i don't out of over the 1000 people charged not one of them i believe has been charged with treason isn't that correct i don't believe they have yeah i don't i don't think so either idaho boy it's 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 like yvonne that we talked to she's uh been um like disturbing the peace, and it, basically, it's she's been charged for her behavior while she was doing something else. 
the thing is that's it, so upsetting is because and and we talked about this yesterday with the day one of Tucker Carlson releasing some of the video. Um, you know, it just it just adds more questions. I don't I don't know one way or the other. You know, I wasn't there, so I can't say, oh no, I know this happened. I mean, I can look at video, but you you can look at video and and hear what Tucker Carlson says, and and you can and 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 he did, he swayed it to a right wing bias, which you know going in, and I knew going in that was going to happen because it's Tucker Carlson, he's on Fox on Fox News. Um, now it's been said that this is going to be released to all the other news media organizations after Tucker Carlson gets the exclusive on it. And we'll probably see the same thing when MSNBC, when CNN gets this, they'll also have their own during, own view of, of looking at the video and, yeah, and slanting during, what they think it happened. During the committee hearings, they showed what was basically uh, a greatest hits film of what had gone on that day, of all the things that they considered to be uh, the most heinous actions. Mm-hmm. And, and so if you watched only that and right. weren't aware that there were any other hours you would think, well, it was just nonstop pandemonium. And they believe that what Tucker Carlson is doing is then taking the most calm moments and saying, here's the way it really was. But I I don't think you can actually take either one uh, completely out of the picture and get true context. The the thing that that does bother me, it's, it's like so hard to try and figure out what is true and what isn't. And even the media plays, this is, this is something that, you know, really upsets me a lot of times. And USA Today, I got this from USA Today last night when I was prepping for the show today. And USA Today, I consider to be a fairly good news organization, right? I don't consider them really far left, in other words. They're, they're probably middle left. But I, I consider them, they, they're usually pretty factual. And, in writing last night about Mitch McConnell calling out Tucker Carlson downplaying uh, of January 6th, Mitch McConnell, Senate leader, said that it was a mistake in the way he downplayed that. That's perfectly fine to go ahead and say that because that's a fact. Mitch McConnell said that he didn't agree with Tucker Carlson downplaying um, the violence, calling it a mostly peaceful protest, which, you know, the, their video shows that, no, there was some violence going on. The part that was really upsetting to me was USA Today saying the January 6th insurrection, insurrection left five people dead, 140 police officers injured, and four uh, other officers dead by suicide weeks after the riot because of the insurrection. We already know for a fact that five people did not die that day because of the riots. And yet here's USA Today saying that five people died because of the riots that day. And that's been proven as not true. The police officer, the only person that died that day was the one woman, Babbitt, who got shot by police. That's the only one. The others died. One died of a drug overdose. Two died of uh, stroke, and I think uh, one other died, or two died of a heart attack, and one died of a stroke. Not during the insurrection. One died, the, the overdose died before the insurrection started and was blamed on the insurrection or the so called demonstration. The others died either that night or the next day. Now, I, the, as far as the suicide, I don't know. 
and maybe the the police officers left suicide notes that I'm killing myself because of what happened at the Capitol on January 6th. I don't know if they left the suicide note saying that. I get the reason why their families want the suicides to be because of what happened on January 6th. Because you get more money from the police department if you die in the line of duty. You don't get money if you commit suicide. So they want the suicides linked to what happened on January 6th so that the family is able to get money that they wouldn't get if the police officer is just deemed to have committed suicide. But that, I mean, that's just an example of the media where it's like, wait a minute, this has been proven false that these people did not die because of the insurrection. The police officer, um, who was a Trump supporter, did not die as he was reported first to get blunt force drama, got hit in the head with a firing extinguisher. That was proven false. He did not die because he inhaled, um, the, the gas that the police let, let loose. He, he died because he had two strokes later that night and died the next day. He's had a medical problem for a long time, but yet there you are saying, hey, a police officer was killed because of this. And that's from USA Today. Mm. So, it just, so it just adds more questions. It's like, what do you believe these days, you know, if you're not actually living through it and know what went through? 208-336-3700. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 9.52, Steve in Arizona, listening on the KBOI.com app. Good morning to you. And buenos dias to you. You know, Chris, you got to lay off Chicago, man. Chicago is 2.7 million people. Okay. 11 times just the city of Boise. So uh, how many gunshots have gone off in Boise? You'd have to multiply it times 11 to catch up over the weekend in Chicago. So you have to take into consideration the population, third largest city in the United States. So... And you never I don't, I don't think there was any comparison to Boise and Chicago. We were comparing. We were comparing it. It was me, not Chris, by the way. Uh, comparing oh, I'm sorry, Chicago. Chris. I apologize, yeah, it was, Chris. was comparing Chicago to Mexico. Yeah, but still, you have to take in the population of the area and everything else. I mean, good God, we have more shootings in Chicago right here in Tucson. I think we had four last week and two mm. already this week. Yeah, I've ne- that's you know not even close I've to what Chicago had. <laughs> I've, I've never even witnessed one. It's usually gangbangers, usually domestic, and it's usually a cop that's got to pop some mentally ill person, which is very, very sad. Uh, so, yeah, gun violence is just, until the guns are gone, there will always be gun violence. And as far as Tucker Carlson, I think I've only seen about two to three minutes of Tucker Carlson in the past. Number one, I don't have Fox. Not because I can't afford it. I just why would I waste my money? You're gonna have to, you're gonna have to hurry here. We're running out of time. I'm sorry, but uh, Tucker Carlson, when he he had all those texts coming out where he was calling his listeners crazy, insane. They believe this stuff, and and yet they still listen to him. And it was in print what he said about him. I mean, who would watch somebody that said that about you that's watching? <laughs> Apparently about 10 million people a week. Thank you for the call, Steve. Appreciate it. Oh, what, you know how to make that go away, though? How? Boycott it. Yeah. Boycott the advertisers. Anything that has to do with Fox and Fox affiliate, boycott them all. Except they are by far the number one watched show. <laughs> 
<laughs> so um, you, you, I don't think you're going to get 10 million people that like him to boycott. Um, thank you for the call. That's it for uh, today. Coming up tomorrow, we're going to be talking with uh, Idaho lawmakers once again, as we do every Thursday and Friday. It's going to be interesting. Democrats uh, called on lawmakers in the Republican Party to get on to pri- uh, priorities because there's still so much that hasn't been worked on, and there's apparently only supposed to be two weeks left of the legislative session, and none of the priorities laid out have been gotten to yet we'll talk to them tomorrow find out where they're at on some of those priorities that's all coming up here tomorrow morning we're on a 20-hour break talk to you then